Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download Anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. Like, uh, quick rules. All right, I I strongly doubt that you're going to break any of them, but (laughs) we still got to have them. So, um, I'm so sorry. I've got a really bad cough. It's uh, such bad timing. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm getting over something myself. Are you cruddy too? Oh, yeah. I did a show a couple of days ago and I sound like that. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Here, bro. Okay. All right. So, uh, quick rules of the show. I think we did this before, Mike. I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't recall. So as soon as you click onto the link, you're on the show. We're recording. Um, so if we just start talking really weird all of a sudden, or we do a countdown and then we start, just kind of keep up with this. Um, don't talk about what you don't want to talk about. Um, don't name names if you don't if you don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, we try not to like slander, <laughs> slander and bring down people. Um, and that's basically it. Sounds good. We ready? All right. There's a little bit of echo. Mike, say something. Mike, say a sentence. I was gonna say we're sitting really close together. Maybe we should. I think I should back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah man. Because it sounds like y'all are sitting on each other's laps, which is cool. Like, I got no beef. Well, we can do that too. <laughs> Later. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to probably right. use some language, but I'm going to try to dial it back a little bit, just so you know. Uh, just be. I mean, you li- you listen to the show. We I cuss a lot, so. Oh, yeah. If one too many hey, uh, shits. Is that shits bad? Are... Oh, yeah, it's I good. Solid. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah. That's good. All right. All right, so uh, maybe in about eight minutes, we're going to get started. I'm going to let y'all go so you can get your, <laughs> your refreshments and all that kind of stuff. Before we start, y'all get comfortable. And uh, just shoot me a text. Shoot me a text on that link. I mean, on that message thing that I sent y'all. And uh, when y'all ready. All right, we'll be ready. You just you just send it. All right, cool. I'll let you go. Uh, I'll let you uh, hit you up in a second. Everybody, welcome to Before I Forget. Tyree and Kevin here. And we have our, yeah, go ahead and say hi. I already did. All right, there it is. And then we have uh, our first couple 
on the show ever. This is uh, Mike Stamper. You guys remember him? Say hi, Mike. Yo, yo. And we have Sabrina Stamper. Say hello, Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey. uh, Country bumpkin. One more time, please. One more time. (laughs) Hello. There (laughs) There we go. Listen, so Arkansas is a southern state, so I'm from the south, but damn. (laughs) <laughs> no, that cracks me up man it still cracks me up <clears throat> decades later a hello can make Kevin just fucking shit his pants so <laughs> let's get right into not sure it that's, right? not we're, sure we're that's not what okay we got, we, we, uh, we're gonna hop right into it I like how uh, you say we're gonna hop right into it we're gonna this time though, man. I'm gonna Are try we? to keep shit together. I'm gonna. We're in it. I'm gonna, gonna try to. So my coach, this my thing. goal. Yeah, my goal during this episode is to uh, derail you. <clears throat> of course, as usual. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sabrina, we heard Mike's uh, <clears throat> stories. Let's hear yours. Yeah. What? What were you doing? Around. Uh, well, let's hear a little bit about your. Uh, how you were raised? What? What, what about? Uh, tell us just, about how you you came up. Just tell us about yourself. There you, you know? go. Like we don't. Okay. People listening, they don't know nothing about you. All like we have. I don't know if you know this, man. We have uh, close to ten thousand active listeners. Oh, wow. um, I'm totally. Yeah, it, it would be cool if I if I wasn't making that number up. Um, but no, we, we do have we do have quite a few listeners, and uh, I feel like uh, you know, tell us about yourself. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm Sabrina Stamper. I was Sabrina Johnson before I married good Mike. Name. Good name. Good name. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, good solid American name. So then I then I married a Stamper, which is a weird name, and I always have to spell it. That's right. <laughs> Everybody thinks of Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. So yeah. I'm from Belmont, Mississippi. I'm a small town girl. And I went to Belmont High School, went to Northeast College, and I'm a dental hygienist. I married Mike when I was, I had just turned 20 years old. Um, My parents were not his number one fan. Um, (laughs) It was kind of one of those things that I was going to marry him regardless. Um, I was just crazy. I like him still pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how'd you guys meet yeah. pretty how'd good. you guys meet so funny story how we met so I was 16 years old I was playing basketball outside my parents house in front all of my right. dad's shop Hooping and, it up. all right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I was a freaking heck of a ball player so okay you got a baller. yeah <clears throat> yeah so um so I was playing ball outside my my dad's shop and I'm wearing a baseball cap, shorty shorts, sweatshirt. And so this car goes by, this white sports car. And next thing I know, here it comes back and pulls in <laughs> my dad's little parking lot. And of it was course. my cousin. It's his And he pulls up. And so Mike's sitting in the passenger seat of his own car. And he said, yeah. We'll go into there. Yeah. So anyway, so he's sitting in the passenger seat of his own car with his hat pulled down, you know, real low over his face. And he's like, Hey girl, you oh, ever dated sh- a Red Bay boy? Oh <laughs> shit. Red Bay. <laughs> hey, was he playing Black Street in the background? He was so he thought, no, that we came were, later he was like on. Snoop. I think it was Snoop. It was on a date. 
<laughs> MC Hammer. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, I threw, yeah. I, yeah. I, we'll get into that later. I'll throw Hammer on her, man. Just yeah. you know, a couple months later. <laughs> it's anyway. a miracle we're married. Wait, uh, Stepper, you got an MC Hammer CD you was rocking back I, in the day? I, I yeah, had a did. hammer, bro. I did. Yeah, he did. It was a slow jam. Uh, who, who didn't, though? Yeah. Wait, Hammer had slow jams? I didn't. He had a slow I jam. If you don't know it, I'm going to send it to you. Got it. Okay, <laughs> shoot me the shoot me the link. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently only. Apparently only works. Mike, yeah, apparently, apparently only me and Mike were jamming out to MC Hammer back in the day. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, uh, so I can't even says, run. I heard some Hammer shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He says, you know, have you ever dated a red bay boy? Like that was some big accomplishment. Well, I fell for it apparently. The state I was in, there ain't no telling yeah. what came out. God, innocent little good girl, and I—I I have no clue. True. I mean, like I—I I, seriously, I was. I was such a good little girl, and I have no clue that this boy is about to corrupt me. And so <laughs> I told him, I was like, "You gotta ask my dad. You got—you gotta come ask my dad." Everybody I went with had to come ask my dad's permission. So he says, "I can do that. I can do that." So he gets my number, and he calls me up, and he's like. I'm going to meet your dad. Asked me what my favorite flower was. At the time, I loved yellow roses. And so he brings a yellow rose. And my dad is like a big car guy. He restores Camaro, Chevelles, and others. And he's just, that's his thing. And so he's at the shop. And he's been over a car working on it. And so Mike pulls up. In his picked out Trans Am, or it was a fire, it was a fire, it was a fire, it was a fire he fire pulls fire. up, yeah, he pulls up like bumping, you know, like tops out. That's right. He, he just thinks he's so cool. He thinks he's so cool. Anyway, so he pulls up there. He he really was. He, <laughs> he pulls up there. So my dad's been over. Dad, I mean, if y'all remember me, I'm a small person, and my mm. family, we're small people, and so he's my dad's short. He's a small guy, and so he. Mike says he thought my dad was my brother. And so he <laughs> the car and looks at my dad and does the old up like that and jerks his head up <laughs> to my dad. Oh, okay. Who he's Just supposed some... to be asking your daughter out on a date. With the slick moves from yeah. point break with the yeah. what's up, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly I would have never ever have done that if I'd known that was Johnny Mac. <laughs> and I'm so my dad was like, I don't like that boy. He's disrespectful. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. And so I was I went out with him that night and I think we just rode around. But we were we were I was not allowed to date him. Uh, he was off limits at my house. <laughs> and so he was always kind of my bad boy. You know, he was just um we just kind of like hung out when we were in town and he would all, I was already always here. He was asking about me and I mean, he was just kind of my bad boy, but we never really just all outdated. And so when I went to college, um, I heard been in a lot of trouble. I think y'all talked about that. He, <clears throat> he had several DUIs. I mean, he was just, it was just one thing after another. He just been in a lot of trouble. And so he was, he was making kind of off days and confused and he's just hanging out at college, <laughs> and he was just—he was just there for like. I was just there. Well, I knew I was just hanging out, and yeah, but I was going. Yeah, out he fun. was just there. So okay, so at that point, uh, did did you know that he you did you know that he was leaving for the military? 
Um, I'd heard, I, I don't know if I knew his whole story. I knew he still had a big thing for me. Like I needed, I was dating a guy, I will not name his name, but he was like my um. loser boyfriend. And he always treated me like crap and everybody, you know, didn't know why I was with him. That kind of situation. Fucking jerk. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, and, loser. <laughs> you can't say it. I'll say it. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> well, so we were at a party. We were at a party and Mike was there and he's all, he's, he's wasted and he's all make stupid come online to me. And so my boyfriend he comes up to me and he's like, I know, you, I know you got a thing for him. I know you got a thing for him. And so he gets me and like kind of shoves me up against the wall and shooting me out. Yeah, it kind of started getting a little physical. And so I'm embarrassed. I'm crying. And he takes my purse, takes it outside and dumps it upside down. Raining outside in the mud. And so yeah. Mike intervenes. Here comes my knight in shining armor. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he intervenes. Yeah, you got to buy a half a case in me. Yeah. The drunk night shine armor. Yeah, yeah. But he handled it. He yeah. handled it and I'm all what is, no, hang on. Hang on now. What what how did he handle it though? He basically he told her he was like he walked or he he walked over there and he was like, Listen, man, he was like, I don't I don't mean to get in y'all's crap, but you know, if you put your hands on her again, he was like, it's going to be bad. He was like, it's going to go down. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. And so my boyfriend leaves. I left. Well, about an hour later, I get a text. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I end up, I go back, I go back to the apartment and basically we spent all night long just talking, like seriously, Mm -hmm. just, just talking. And he was all, you're too good for your 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 princess, you know. So that was just that was it. And so we wow. spent the next like Mike, how long? Maybe like three or four weeks together. Like Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a it was whirlwind. A few weeks. Yeah. It was just a few weeks. And then he left for basic training. We wrote letters the whole time. And so he was writing letters and my mm. mom home and my mom's getting the letters and she's like, That boy's writing her. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just bad. <laughs> and she was like, she asked me, she was like, are you seeing him? And I was like, well, mom, he's in basic training. So, no, I'm not seeing him. Yeah, yeah right. So, yeah. So, anyway, so he comes home from basic training. And it was kind of like, I had dated a couple of people while he was gone. But, man, I was crazy about him. I was crazy. And, yeah, he comes home from basic training. He was home for, what was it, 14 days, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, hometown recruit. He got yeah, he got a little extra time because he had no, hometown. Maybe it may have been longer than that. Maybe about three no. weeks or so. No, it wasn't I long. think it was fourteen it wasn't days. Long. It wasn't long. Anyway, enough, put it that he, way. and so he straight up freaking asked me to marry him, and I was so shocked. Hmm. I mean, wow, we we dated for a month. He's trying and, to seal the deal. I just threw yeah, it out there, and I said, "Heck yes!" And so <laughs> he went to Germany, and we were not going to get married. For a couple of years, we were going to take it slow. Well, the next thing yeah. I know, 80 days later, we got married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going, yeah, well, I had promised, <laughs> I had promised your mom, yeah. and I really did mean it at the time, that, yes, I'm going to let her finish college. I'm going to go to the military thing. I'm going to get out, and then we'll, uh, we'll get married and everything. And that's her <clears throat> words was, please don't take please her don't to Germany. Yeah, please don't take her to <laughs> Germany. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Why was that? Why was that? You know, 
I don't know. I guess he just didn't want her to. They thought all if we waited long enough, I wouldn't marry him. Maybe that's, that's what, what it was. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, do you know? You mean you know you you, you know you get married, or whatever. And he takes you to Germany. Well, then you're stuck there. So they, yeah. you know, they they already don't like Mike. You know what I mean? They have a bad yeah, impression of like him. him. Now you're in Europe. You know what I mean? And they can't do anything about you know. Yeah. You know, Mike Samper. So literally now, just kidnapped my baby girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now That's listen, exactly I, now I put now I put forth effort and I had I had true many. I came and talked to her dad. I told y'all about that in the class yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So but yeah, yeah. It was uh, Man, it was quick. You know, Mike, I'll tell you what, what's funny about that is <clears throat> most most young soldiers, most privates will put on their dress uniform to go pick up chicks. You put on your dress <laughs> uniform to go pick up the chick's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, did. I mean, you know, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And here y'all are, damn near twenty years later, huh? Yeah, yeah it's getting close. Uh, One more in a year. Couple weeks of years. That's right. All right, yeah, I'm it's... gonna dial it. I'm gonna <laughs> drag it backwards a second, and it's something we ask everybody. So you know, you're part of the family. What were you doing on or before uh, 9-11? And how did that change the way that you thought about Mike, knowing that he's going off to uh, the military now? Yeah, going to go. that's, that's actually kind of a big question because here yeah. you are, like, he's asking you to marry him, and, like, the global war on terror is going on, and, you so know, that's, actually, a, that's, a, that's that an even was, bigger decision. Yeah. That was actually, um, he signed up for the military, what was it, Mike, March of the <clears throat> when was that? I, saw, I signed up. <clears throat> Well, I went to the recruiter like in, I don't know, November, December, something like that of 2001. So it was right after 9-11. I mean, just, you know, a couple months afterwards. And okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, March. Yes, March is when I went to basic training in 2002. Uh, yeah. So 9-11, I remember vividly. I was um, in my dorm room at Northeast Community College in Boonville, Mississippi, and I was blow dry my hair, and my roommate, <laughs> and uh, my roommate comes in there, and her her fiance is the police officer, and he called her and turn on the news right now, and so she turns it on, and she was like, Sabrina, look at this, turn your hair dry off, look at this, and so we just sat there and watched it, and it was Katie Couric was talking about they thought that a plane had accidentally flown in. And then we watched the second plane fly in, like all live on air. I mean, it was wow. just, it was just the craziest thing. And yeah, I knew that at the time, Mike and I were not really. Yeah, seeing we weren't each seeing other. each other. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, because okay. we had we dated were... on and off for a couple of years or a few years. Yeah. He was just always kind of my <clears throat> in the wings guy, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and once we started dating. I'll be honest, that's when it became really real to me. I mean, you you know, as an American, you, you get up in arms and you're like, you know, I can't believe somebody would do this. We got to do something. But then when you're, when you're, the man you love is a soldier, you know, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Um, like, like we said before, you're the first uh, person that can give us a little perspective on the family life on everything. Knowing full well that, uh, you know, later on down the line, like 2002, when he goes off into uh, basic training, 
knowing that he's going to pass because it's Mike Stamper. He's a fuck. He's a monster. Yeah, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. You know, things are totally going to change for you, like life wise wise. Uh, everything's going to change. Yeah. So, uh, what did you expect when you finally uh, hitched um, up and, and left over to? Yeah. No idea. I just knew I was going. If he was going, I was going. That's that's all I knew. If he was going, I was going. And if he was in, I was in. And that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I just, because I just had to be where he was. I got to tell you that that's awesome because, like, so too often in, in the military, uh, you know, uh, you know, adultery and just like spousal abuse and just all the dumps that you can think yeah. of. It's just, it's just it's just rampant. Like we have. The military has one of the highest divorce rates of any um, like social groups within the U.S. and um, amongst other things. But it, it's just you know it's it's a thing. Like we 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 I remember hearing stories about when we were in Kosovo about over on Ashgren Manors there in Schweinfurt. Um, you, you know you could you know rear D soldiers or other husbands or whatever they can go scrolling through Ashgren looking for the Tide bottle in the window or the the mop handle that's put outside with the mop head, you know, facing up. That too. <clears throat> yeah. And that, that meant that those, those spouses were quote unquote open for business. Um, and you know, that's it. And it, it, it's, it's, it's got a, it's got a bag, a bad stigma to, you know, like marriage in the military or relationships in the military. So for you guys, you know, to, to, to come from, to move as quickly as y'all did, and to be like as devoted as y'all were, I mean that's that's a rarity. Not just shit, not even in the military, in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be the first to say that we are one thousand percent not perfect, yeah. and we have had <clears throat> yeah. oh my goodness, we've had a lot of struggles along. And I'm certain we, I mean, if we last another twenty years, if we're both still alive, nobody's killed anybody. <laughs> well, there'll be more, but. It's a hundred percent. I I would not change anything about our story. I really wouldn't. Mm. Now, if you'd have asked me five years ago, I'd have probably yeah. told you a different. But well, now, with the perspective I have, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. You got to. You got yeah. to think though, right? Like, and this is a problem that I seem to have with a lot of uh, relationships that I'm in, in in recent years. Is that you have two people in a relationship and if you really mean to be there then you're going to make the effort to to stay there yeah you know what i mean and want to is not always there that's, right. that's just the way it is the want to you're human and not always going to be there but they decide to have to be there right exactly yeah. yeah yeah man i've been married for a while too and uh, we've had our ups and downs so I feel you one thousand, the one thousand wow percent on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm divorced, so. <laughs> well, the minute that, I mean, I've been I've been divorced since 2000. Uh, it was finalized in 2000, uh, 2000, 2008 when I was at Drill Sergeant School. Hey, um, <clears throat> well, there you go. On the flip side of it, like uh, if it ain't gonna work, man, why be unhappy? Keep it moving. No, I mean, no. Don't be wrong, man. Like I, so my my take on on relationships is, is like, if I if I feel that there's something wrong with it <clears throat> that can't be fixed, like if if it's like, because you you have your hard your your hard nose, right? The things that are like, yeah. definitely make or break. Like I just yeah. can't do this. Like this person chews with their mouth open, not gonna do it. This person goes <laughs> to the bathroom with the door open, not gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> things like that. 
Um, and and I'm kidding. But I like personally, deep. look look I look for that. Like if if I can't shit with the door open, <laughs> it's, oh good, yeah, it's not. See, a, see Tyree, it's, that's it's, that's it's one of those flags. That's why you and I never worked out, man. That's why yeah, we never worked out. Yeah. Um, it's one of the no. things you got to throw up on the very first date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got to start out. No, with, we've been married. How do you feel about years? this? We still do not discuss number two. No, no. Tells you anything. And that's bathroom is me, off that's, limits. That's because of him. He is so modest about about yeah. number ones and number twos. We we just so, don't talk about it. I didn't want there to bring it up. I didn't Boundaries. want to bring it up in the episode that we. <laughs> um, it, I kind of sort of did. I feel like, but uh, I remember hearing Mike. I remember you saying that you would leave the house to go do that. <laughs> he, I'm telling you, he is ridiculous. He is Wait, you, you leave the house to take a number two? No, no, not no, no. <laughs> not but I mean, anymore. No, listen, when I was when I was in, well, he, well, this, well, this, it don't just need put to be it. To, I'm with him on this. They don't need to be talking about that. That is not conversation. Yeah, now our boys, they yeah, they'll leave it wide open. Yeah. They <laughs> hey, I'm going in. They make you sure if the house knows what's fixing to go down before it goes down. I'm going in. Their daddy is in there, pretending like nobody does that. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm awesome. like, what are you doing? Anyway, drop the bombs. <laughs> no, no. Listen, listen. I, I don't, Serena. I got, I got to say this part. So this is, this is one thing that I remember. So I, I got to be honest. I don't. Um, I don't know that you and I have ever met. Um, before, yeah. Before the, he said, I, I, don't I, don't he, he I don't think you. I don't think you got Johnson. to know Johnson. I, said, I, I don't think so. I, I don't yeah. remember. But what I do know about you guys all comes from from Mike, right? Yeah. And um. And one thing that I remember, and I just was kind of blown away by this because, <laughs> again, this this goes back to like like the the wanting to do right in the relationship. We were in Germany. One of the things that he would talk about is like the reason why he would like excuse himself from the home. The reason why he maintained himself <laughs> is because he he wanted to be. Well, I mean, I mean, like physically, like while you were in the gym, like you know, do you? I mean, but like it was because he wanted to be the best version of himself for you. That was I'll his sole that. purpose. Hey, always, I will one thousand percent give him a bit of credit for that. He, he, for sure is. Yeah. Yes, he's exactly the same way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I've seen him quite a few times shaving his chest in the bears. Like, <laughs> Stamp, what the hell are you doing? Josh, Sabrina, you know. I'm like, all right, man, you got it. You <laughs> shave well, it. I like that because you, you everybody, shave your chest all too? my friends make Jesus. Yeah, but I do. <laughs> oh, good. No. <laughs> there it is. No, we're so much alike because in, in that respect, we can be more different in so many respects. But in that respect, like – I get ready every day. My friends all give me hell about it because I get ready every single day. Whether, whether like during the pandemic, I literally, <laughs> I got up, I was off work for two months and I got up every day. I take a shower. I put my makeup on. I fix my hair. Not just, I mean, I fix it every day. I do a different style with it. And I, I do that. I do it for me. I mean, like I just enjoy it. And so my girlfriend comes over and she, she and I work together and some of the girls I work together with in Tupelo are always getting hell because they're like, oh, my God, you're always wearing makeup. You're wearing, my, you're wearing blah, blah, blah. And she, she came over one day during the pandemic, and she was like, okay, we're walking together. And she was like, 
and she said, if you want to wear a freaking prom dress to work, she's like, I got your back. She was like, because yeah. anybody yeah. that is getting up, getting ready during this pandemic, would be gone before I got up in the morning. And he was, all, uh, I was in the bed when he got home at night. So he didn't even see me. It was, just, it's just for me. Yeah. I did, that's just something I do. So we're so much alike <sighs> like that. I, I'm not mm. knocking your friends, but how could they hate on you for trying to look okay during the shitty time? Ooh, like, that. Yeah, <laughs> girls, girls, girls are catty, man. That's not cool. Girls are catty. That's not cool at all. Like, if I want to, you know, tease my hair up, what the fuck are you fucking mad about? Yeah, <laughs> no, and that, and that, and that's a, that's a thing though, right? That's a thing. Like when, when the pandemic happened, like gym shut down, people are like man i gotta work out and like you know gym equipment like the price of everything went through the roof and blah 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 but and people are like well, but it's a pandemic why do you want to do that because i'm stuck in my house and yeah. i have nothing else to do and i'm getting yeah. depressed like i want to yeah. release the uh the, the the hormones in my body that make me feel happy yeah. if, if i want to if yeah. i want to yeah. lift a bunch of weight and scream in my basement like a lunatic <laughs> that's my business like don't worry about it yeah People take this shit too serious sometimes. Yeah, not and, like, and here's like to to do things, but like to be offended by that, like that's so yeah. weird to me. Here's yeah, the lesson. Yeah, men do that. That's a girl thing. Men don't Here, do that. Here's the lesson though: mind your business. That's yeah. Right. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That is free. <laughs> free advice right there. Free yeah, advice. That's for you. Just that's, keep that's it to yourself. Listening. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we jumped around a little bit, but I'm gonna reel it back again. You're welcome. Uh, tell me a little bit about yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh, when you got to Germany. Oh man. <clears throat> okay, so we um. Oh goodness, where do I start? What do well, we start the first time? You, <laughs> just start the first time you came. Well, listen, we came back. I came back. <clears throat> I was in Kosovo. The only reason I got to come home on. The leave was because I went to Kosovo. So we got married in December of 2002 because I got the block leave or the leave, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she stays here. I come back. I go to pre-ranger for, I guess, four weeks. And then done with that, what is it? A couple of weeks later, we get orders. You're going to Turkey. And then it's like... <clears throat> Basically, she just says, "Hey, I'm dropping everything. I'm coming over for a couple of weeks because you're leaving." Yeah, I so. stayed two weeks, ten days. So I can't. It was Valentine's week, and maybe yep. maybe the week before On and the week of. In the hotel. Yeah, and so I came over. I flew over there. I had never, never seen an airplane plane before in my life. I'd never seen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd never seen an yes. airport. I had literally been to Tennessee, Mississippi. Florida my whole life in Florida only once. Uh, and so here when you I are in a different small country. town girl, yes. yeah, and by myself. And a nine eleven hour flight. Mm. Yeah. And I don't even remember, Mike. Who picked me up? Was it, oh, oh, it, it was, was me. you and let's hear that story. You're talking about a different one. <laughs> different story, but I got, that was a I, I got embellishment. I was grossly misrepresented. <laughs> you were misrepresented. I just left some stuff out because I, all right, let's clear it I, up. So we'll clear it up. Wait. I can't wait to get to that. One. I'm so excited about that. But oh, right, man. So, we'll get so, there. Right. Biggest douchebag in history. Anyway, Sergeant Gill. Um, yeah, the Sergeant Gill already. Yeah, Sergeant Gill. Yeah. 
Okay, so as you start healing, yeah, that's right. Maybe we start healing. Got some history, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Silent. Like he was silent. He literally said not one word. Well, you gotta, you gotta understand. Yeah. Well, I was afraid, I'm not you. kidding. I was afraid of him. Oh, you talking about Sergeant Gill? I thought you were talking about yeah. me. Uh, no. I didn't talk much in front of Sergeant Gill either. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's kind he was, of an slightly yeah. intimidating dude if he has that face on him. And he always has that face on him. So. Well, he was cool, man, because I mean, he he drove me to Frankfurt to get you. I mean, that's almost a three hour drive. So yeah. I can't remember what the conversations were on the way. To, that's there that's, was no conversation. He just, wanted to get out of he just wanted to get out of sergeant's time is all it was. It, it was something silent. like that. I mean, I was in his <laughs> squad. Maybe that had another thing to do with it. But, you know, I really wish I could remember that conversation all the way there. I mean, that, that would be a great. It was no conversation. It was Well, they really, I mean, I probably would be too. Awkward. I mean, you were in the back and we were like laid up against each other. I mean, we, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but, so we, yeah. We, we had gotten married in. And we had not seen each other since. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed in uh, Baron Con. Mm, what's the hotel Baron called? Con. What was that called? IHG. <clears throat> the Bradley Inn. Oh, yeah. Bradley Inn. Bradley Inn. That's what it was, Bradley Inn. So we stayed there for 14 days. And basically, Mike was gone all day. And like, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so I just sat in the hotel room. I, I read like, books i mean i just stayed in the hotel stared at four walls so, guys yeah it was a tiny like little weeks. room and he um he would come back at night to go out or something he was like man i'm tired <laughs> like, oh, oh goodness i really was so we but were, i should have yeah sucked it up yeah mm. you should have yeah. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so your first introduction to Germany is uh, hanging out in a hotel room reading books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walked to um, <laughs> what was that station down the street. You remember on Colin, like at the end oh, of the yeah. street, there's oh, that right. little We got some great stories out. about that. Yeah. And the drive-thrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I walked down there and I just get out of the, I just get out of the room and it was like freaking forty side and I'm wearing Mississippi clothes, you know. And so I walk down there and I remember this big guy comes up to me and he and he was like, Oh my goodness, oh like magazine girl, he said. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like yep. I was like, uh married so that's great <laughs> and so and so he walks me back he's like I, i'm walking your way I, I will walk with you he said of course and he so he yep. me back the whole way and so then i tell back about sure it you're safe back, you're I'm like, yeah, yeah right like, he was like okay so you're not going out so i get back not going out and so then i really He's sitting there. I mean, because we're twenty and twenty-one years old, you know. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything about. I, was, I didn't know anything about Europe at the time either. I didn't know anywhere either. I mean, honestly. Nothing. He'd been there like three months. Yeah, so pretty much because I went to Kosovo. We, um, yeah. Go ahead. On Valentine's Day, I was supposed to leave. I'm supposed to go back home. We went out, and we were like in. Failed. We were down at like doing like, where we ended up living. 
so ironic. But we were in Sinfeld yeah. down at that downtown market where they had like the glue vine and all the stuff. And so hot wine. Down there, and we didn't have a phone. I mean, we didn't have a phone. We were poor. We didn't have well, a phone. We, and so. Uh, what are you talking about? You talking about. To the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah well, I had my cell phone. Yeah, we had that little was, bitty cell phone. The big pink T. But we couldn't call out. Somebody could call in, but we could yeah. not call out. Y'all yeah. that? That was so crazy. And so, yeah. anyway, so we're down down there at that Christmas market, and apparently people were trying to get in touch with him, and we didn't, I mean, we didn't. Guys, y'all went on, y'all so had he, went on lockdown because there was a, yeah. uh, something missing in the uh, arms room. Oh. But it wasn't really that. missing, but that's what the story was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, y'all, everybody got So, Mike was in barracks. trouble. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. We're downtown. Well, well, we, we should explain. Uh, a lockdown, if there's some kind of missing equipment, um, from the arms room of the company and it's a sensitive item we have to know where it is and when it goes missing they'll shut everything down until they find it and if so, it's severe enough if it's severe enough they'll shut the entire post down so everybody on post all units on post at least in in, in you know on small bases like where we were will get shut down and uh and and uh and yeah it's it's a big thing it's if it's yeah, a weapon, it was, night it was vision, huge. things like that, sensitive items. Yeah, but but me, me and her, I mean, we're just you know walking around Swanford, and uh, yeah, this is great. You know, we've <laughs> never been here. Da 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 da. All this and next. I mean, I'm probably getting like 15 calls. The problem is, is that on the CQ roster, the call roster, they had accidentally missed one digit, one uh. digit, and you know, like the digits on those cell phones were like 13 digits long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one digit, and I forget who it was that got in contact with us finally over my cell phone yeah, or something. Something, something happened anyway that I, it was odd because it's, I mean, it's like seven or eight o'clock at night, and they're like, "Snapper man, you better get back." And I was like, "Well, all right, I'm, I'm coming." You know what's <laughs> what happened? I said, "There was like, no, dude, you've been trying to call you like all day," and I was like, "I haven't received a call, so if I don't know." Then, what can you do? What can I do? <laughs> so they're like, well, you need to come on in. And I told her, here's the here's the crazy thing is that I this was, like, was the day before, yes, of the next morning. We had to get on a train. Say seven. In the morning. So we had to jump on and get her on a train. She had no way of knowing of how to get on a train oh, and I get back nothing. to Frankfurt. Nothing. Yes. So <clears throat> I tell her what's going on. We grab a taxi. We head back to uh, Con. Dropped her off, make sure she gets to the hotel. I shoot on over to the barracks. And they're just like, hey, Snapper Man, they're talking about like Article 15. I'm like, why? What? An Article 15? For real? Like for missing a phone call? But I was like, they're like, no, dude, for missing like 50 phone calls. I was like, okay, well, I understand. <laughs> when anyway, they your, like, when, when they had your number wrong. Yes, yeah, yes. And that's what it. I did. I, I made sure I went to the roster. I was like, ah, here we go, guys. See, it's not my fault. But you know how they are, man. They're just mm-hmm. like, and plus, oh, Sergeant Swainy was, yeah, Sergeant Swainy was our platoon sergeant at the time. So you definitely know how that went down. But anyway, <laughs> everything kind of smoothed out. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that it's like, now it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night, and we're still on lockdown. And Sabrina, <laughs> I'm calling her, and she's like, she's crying, man, just bawling. Like, how, you know, yeah, how, well, how am I going to do all this? And I was just like, hun, I. <laughs> I really don't like, know. I don't know what to tell I've you. I've got to figure this out. I'm going to figure 
I'm going to figure something out. It's like, I'm Good sitting luck, in a barracks room. No, no, I, mean, I was just like, we're going to figure something out. But right now I'm in a barracks room and uh, I, re- you know, I really don't know what to do. But uh, I'm going to find something. I'm going to figure something out. Anyways, I mean, it was a lot. It was late, man. I don't remember what time that was. Somebody else might remember. But it was late and I finally get to come back. And um, because it turns out after all, they, they just miscounted. So anyway, <laughs> so I come back to the hotel. Yeah, and she's there, and it's just oh, it's it's rough. So it we got bad. like two hours. Yeah, we got like to sleep, and so we just went to bed and got up, and we're both just dragging the next morning. Got her to the uh, train station, headed to the airport. We we found. I mean, we made it. Then two weeks later, they're like, oh, we don't want you in Turkey. So you know, never mind. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's awesome. Oh, that anyway. for 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 what? Well, you know, that's, that's military, you know, that's government. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so that's that was in February. That was actually Valentine's. That's what's crazy. Yeah, it that was, was Valentine's in February 2003. <clears throat> Ru- ruined my Valentine's Day plans because I, I, I remember I, I had plans, <clears throat> probably. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was planning on having plans. I was about to go out in Germany in Schweinfurt somewhere and make plans. Hey, that's right. You're trying to have plans, all right? Hey, yeah. back back in America, it's Valentine's Day. So, girl, let me take you out. But in Germany. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you guys. So, yeah, said, that was a crazy. Yeah, that's the first. That's the first experience we had in Germany. That was my together. first experience. So yeah, it was pretty rough. So then I went back home, and we were waiting for sponsorship. Yes. It was taking forever because there was a stop loss at the time. And so there was no housing available. I don't know if y'all remember that. There was no housing. Mm-hmm. And so we were number 76. I will never forget that. 76 on the waiting list. Yeah. And to get yeah. housing. So well, hey, whoa, 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 Col- hold up. You, yeah, you got you to gotta make sure we get it right. Yeah, the timing right. Because it was Cod, so, Codwell, guys, Cod. Yeah, so Mike had been, he, he pulled guard with, with Caldwell, Joe Caldwell. And he was like, man, come over and live with us. Play with us. And so he was like, when y'all get <laughs> ship and you get get housing, I mean, then you can you can go. And so I was like, okay. I was like, seriously, they want us to so bad. Like, they're so excited. Yeah, even so Cod's wife like, okay. at the time, they come down and gave us, like, some hot cocoa on guard. Yeah, we were pulling like, guard okay. at their apartment little right. complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because me, I'm thinking, everybody's my We're going to we're, we're gonna be best friends. And, and to me, we're going to have so much fun. Hell yeah. And Army so, spouse. Army the, spouse. Yeah. You guys are like yeah. you know, sisters. Yeah, throw out the names. Well, I mean, I just assumed because I just, you know, assumed the best of people. And so I come over there all naive, Mississippi girl, thinking I'm just like a best friend for life. We're going to be BFF. And so, anyway, so I get there, and that was so not the case. That was, that was not the case. <laughs> She did not what like happened? me at all. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Down. She did not like me at all. And well, it, it started like, out kind of good. Well, no. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I get over there, and, and she's all kind of shady with me in the first place. And I'm I'm all hugging her neck. You know, walk up to her. I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? You know, hugging <laughs> her neck. And she pushing back like, hey. And so... Mm. We get up to and Caldwell's—he's oh, he, no, super friendly. Just, 
That's crazy. He's super friendly. He's super uh-huh. friendly. Yeah, Carl. Get up yeah. there and we, we go yeah. out yeah. and we had we had a really good time together. And then she she got okay, but I got really sick right after we got there. And I went to the doctor over there, and they they said I was climatizing and that it was really normal. And I was just I was just really really sick. And so mm-hmm. Mike was gone out in the field yeah, right after that. Know to get, give you a diagnosis. Yeah. And so I was just, <laughs> we don't know what's going weeks, on. You're and it was like sinusitis, just, just junk. And I got up in the middle of the night and I went and they had leather couches <clears throat> and then they had army couches, like those purple couches. <laughs> Y'all remember those? <laughs> well, yeah, they, they had just bought this nice, fine they had just bought leather. Yeah. Yeah. They had just bought these. Or that's what they I don't know. I'm like taking a knife to them. But anyway, so I laid down on it cause it was cool. And I just, I felt so bad. <laughs> Up and she was like, "Hey, mine. Can you just like not sit on the leather couch, sit on purple couches?" Like, okay. <laughs> and so it kind of from that. I ain't gonna lie, it was not good yeah. after that. And so you probably are, you probably uh, you probably just too bubbly for her, you know what I mean? Like too bubbly, <laughs> she just, too personal. She did not like me. She just did not like, like well, me. Well, well, you fucking invited me here, like. Uh, yeah, they invite me was, here and then treat me like crap. Yeah, I was so yeah. pumped. And Joe fought like I never seen a fight like they fought, and I was just in shock. I'm sitting here going, "They were funny fights." Yeah. What did he here? Like he would come in, and, <laughs> mess. and Joe, if you're listening, I freaking always loved you. Still right. do nothing but love. Still do nothing but like, love. Like no lie, like I love crap out of him. So he would come in and he would be like out with the guys. And he'd be so wasted, and he would come in like tornado the kitchen. He would just <laughs> yeah. tornado the kitchen, and then she would tell me the next morning. She's like, "I'm gonna clean this up," and I was like, yeah. "I, I so did." Did y'all not time. to make such a mess? And I was like, "I what? did." I would do it for a long time, and then finally, I was like, "Oh hell no." No, yeah. I'm just cleaning this up. And I told Mike, I was like, we're going to have a problem. And so, anyway, and, and Mike's over here going, just lay low, just lay low till we can get our apartment. And Man, so this chick says to, another thing to me, I'm going to cut a hole it's, in the fucking leather yeah, couch. It was in a rough it spot, bad. man. I mean, we're number 76 bad. on the list. I mean, you're not getting an yeah. apartment or anything for like three months. And I'm like, oh, goodness, we got to figure out somewhere to live. Oh, and man. then she told me... <clears throat> Because he stayed in our, like we had that one bedroom in our bedroom all the time, and she was like, "I think it's just weird that y'all stay in your bedroom all the time." And I was like, "I didn't want to be like, well, we don't want to be out here with you." I, I, I can imagine, I can imagine every single day, like, like, like texting Mike or calling him, and be like, "Hey, hey, uh, you get that command? Are we good? We get housing yet?" Like, so, uh, we didn't have yeah. a phone. We didn't yeah, it was I mean, it was rough. I was man. truly I mean, was by myself. Time. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a phone, and it, it was bad. Like <laughs> she wouldn't give us a ride, like to the PX to get groceries. We would walk. Man, and him oh, would walk man. to the PX to get groceries and stuff, and try not to eat right. that crap. And you know, we would have yeah. moments that she and I would be like friendly, and and then the next thing I know, all of a sudden, it was just this, like jealous something i don't know it was just it was just crazy you know, you know what it was you know what it was it was probably because you woke up every morning and put your makeup on and <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Makeup. Yeah. girl she's like what are you doing 
That shit yeah. drove her up the wall. She's like, this she's fucking like, she's, makeup. She's got makeup. <laughs> yeah. We're in the army now. Listen, darling, you this ain't no competition. Anymore. Ain't no reason to be getting all dolled up trying to look all fancy. Yeah. We're army spouses. Yeah, she's now. like, We're you're doing that for Joe. That's right. We're dependents, and our job is to just be fat and lazy and not do fuck all. Get over here and eat these Cheetos right now. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Oh, your bag of Cheetos. You are mm-hmm. too skinny, girl. <laughs> no, but it was. It was pretty rough, but it but it was fun. I mean, it was. Moments that it was fun. We, we lived there for what, eight weeks? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. God damn. It I was about eight weeks. I thought it was we lived for like uh, quite a, a while, few months. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. No, 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 it, was, no, no, no. it was It was. supposed no, no, no. to be. And the coolest thing. Yeah, the coolest thing happened. I told him one day, I was like, listen, I was like, Baldwin. I was like, you gotta get me out of here. I was like, I can't stay here. I was like, I'm going home if you don't get me out of here. I'm <laughs> in Mississippi if you don't get me out of here. And so he goes and talks to somebody. No, 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 no. You you were going to the wives' little hangout uh, sessions. Um, snaps yeah, club. Yeah, snaps club. There it is. <clears throat> it's like the introduction. Snaps club was like when you first come to Germany. It was introducing you to like European life, showing you where to shop, how to get farms, like where you didn't have to pay taxes on the German economy. It was basically new lives to mm. military life, but not only military life, but German life. Yeah, so yeah. okay. Enjoy, but they had like a little support club there that was other wives yeah, in, in our unit. So I met Barbara Swainy. Yeah, there you I go. I met Sergeant Golf's wife. I can't Paula. I can't Paula. Paula. Paula Golf. Um, I met so many people there, and I, I became friends with several of them. It was a great thing for me. So, well, that, any military wives that that's a that's a highly recommended. So listen, I, I got I, to. Well, I think what you're talking about is the FRG, right? It's the FRG group, right? The family, uh, family readiness group. group. It, yeah. That's generally what that is. We're all, we're all the, we're all the spouses. Okay. Well, we're all the spouses of the unit. Like, well, like while we were deployed, for example, the FRG would have handled all the the communication between the spouses and blah 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 blah. But anyway, uh, I do have to say we we joke a lot. Uh, we've been joking a lot about you know army spouses and and dependents and, and whatnot. And it's for a reason. Don't get me wrong. They exist. If you're listening, you do exist. Yes. yes. You do exist and you suck if you are a shitty spouse in the military. However, <laughs> there are also good ones out there's there. There's a lot and, of them. I'll say that. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, pe- people in the military, you know, well, people, fuck, man, any more people in you know, houses. But listen, if you are a military spouse and you're doing wrong, uh, by your, you know, your your service member, chill the fuck out. Shame on you. Keep yourself right. Shame on yeah, you. You're, fix, fix you're your an face. asshole. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, secondly, stop making I, life lame. Yeah. And secondly, <laughs> I gotta say there are also good ones. So if you are a like young seven. soldier or whatever, right. looking at like be, being married in the military or joining the military and worried about like you know married life in the military, it can be good. Just don't marry. Um, and, and excuse my French, but don't marry a cunt. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Threw it out there. Yeah. yeah. So and there it is. So yeah. So so here's here's one here's one person that she met, <laughs> and the one person that she met made a huge difference because you never know who that one person is going to be. But it happened mm. to be First Sergeant Salinas's wife. So oh, yeah. 
Yes, that's a great contact to have. Your first yeah, argument of your company. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming down to the tow room one day. Y'all keep and mind. Let me let me interrupt real quick. Keep in mind nothing about military. I yeah. know nothing about pecking order. About who you talk to, who you don't. I, I I know nothing. I'm a Belmont, Mississippi girl that <laughs> loves everybody I meet and thanks everybody. <laughs> So let me preface this story. Yes, yes. So I'm walking down the steps to the tow room in the barracks one day, and First Sergeant Salinas, uh, Stafford, it's like Roger First Sergeant. He said, uh, "Hey man," he said, "You know, you found you found an apartment yet?" I was like, "Negative, First Sergeant." You know, we're like number seventy six on the list. He was like, "Well, hang hang on just for a second. So he kind of walks into his you know his office and all that stuff into the room, and. uh, Comes back out and Sergeant Humphrey, I don't know if he was standing there. Anyway, Sergeant Humphrey, he's like, you know, Sergeant Humphrey, uh, take Stamper and show him your apartment building. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool, man. So uh, jump in the car <laughs> with Sergeant Humphrey. First time I met Sergeant Humphrey, by the way, he was in third platoon at the time. Mm-hmm. And he takes me to a place called Sandfield, which is right there outside of Swanford, a little. On girls' offense. Carol's off the street. There it is. And okay. he is, his apartment building, had, I don't know what it's got, like eight apartments in it. It's it's, a, it's on the German yeah. economy. That was the mm-hmm. best part. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he takes three me American and, couples in the building, including us. Yes, yes. So he takes me, shows me around, and I, you know, I was like, hey, man, I got to let my wife check this out. And um, I really shouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't even have to say that. But Listen, you know, just it could have been a cardboard box <laughs> on the side of the street. And I'd have been like, yeah, so anyway, so, take it. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, it was it was just going to happen. So yeah, we you know we get our uh, get our apartment there in the uh, place. Keep in, in mind, Sanfell we do not have a car. We don't, don't have, have a car. We don't have a television. From we don't have we don't have anything, man. I mean, literally, I have like three hundred and fifty dollars in my banking account. Anyway. Yeah, it was life life of a married private. You know what I mean? That's yeah. right. That's right. For sure. So married so anyway. Private. If I, that's true. That's true. We were yeah. By speakers and stuff. If we, <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what that's where yeah. we at this point in our life. Yeah. Was, Fuck a place to sit, man. That's pretty yeah. even, that's but, right. Bump that. Find speakers. <laughs> bump it. Bump it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, just sit down on the floor. Let me show you something. Anyway, yeah. now what we were doing? <laughs> Come in, sit anywhere. Sabrina, turn yeah. that on. Give me my turntable. Shit. Anyway, uh, that is not even a joke. This is actually real. So, so we have we have a laptop. We don't have a television. We don't have anything. We don't have very much money. We, wow. We an army cot with a poncho liner because we didn't. I don't have know any where covers. I got that. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hold, hold, hold all of your horses. You're telling me that you and Mike (laughs) slept on an army cot, which is meant for one person. And when I say when I say one person, when I say one person, she even knows. Yeah, yeah. When I say well, it's actually called a wooby. First of all. Let me just correct you there. Most military spouses with a poncho liner is. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But when, but listen, but when I say one person, I mean, Mike, you're almost too wide for a fucking. A oh, cot. It's a lot. 
Yeah, Mark's a big boy. I was about 25. Uh, 25 I mean, pounds. I'm saying from, from, from shoulder to shoulder, from, from delt yeah, to delt, he's a big like, boy. you are a wide dude. <laughs> wow. We made it work. The, uh, I just thought of the listen, title for this show. Listen, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't sleep side by side a lot during that time of our marriage. But anyway, Jeez, we won't man. go into that. Anyway, <laughs> we were young. Anyway. Um, we all, and I was so crazy about him. Man, y'all, y'all, y'all you guys were... We're camping. Y'all definitely <laughs> went through the y'all definitely went through the, the trials and tribulations, man. Listen, we had every... one we had no money. Yeah. No money. We had no money. We say for six dang vacuum cleaner. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm wow. six months. Yeah. We didn't have a TV for two years. We had a laptop computer that was mine that my parents had bought for me for college and we watched DVDs on the laptop. Yeah. And we were in that army cot forever. And then we finally got, we figured, we, we didn't know what we were doing. And somebody told us that we could go get furniture from, I don't remember what the name was, the name of the place was called. But we went and we got, ended up getting a couch and a chair. It was the perfect, it was the purple couch <laughs> and the chair. It was those and, fucking purple couches. Yes, it was those, those purple, purple couches. couches. What was up with the purple couch? That's I don't awesome. Know. <clears throat> we went over those purple couches because we had nothing. We had nothing. Listen, and I got to say, and I know I've said this before, but for everybody that thinks that people in the military get paid too much. Yeah. Oh, my no, goodness. We had no, nothing. This is, and you got to keep in mind, you are married. You are in Germany. So you're, it means you're getting a uh, uh, fucking, what is it, COLA. So cost of living pay attached to your your base pay as a, as a young soldier. And still, dude, you're probably, as a, as a married soldier in Germany, you're probably not clearing 20 before taxes listen i can tell you we looked at our ellie several years ago we were looking through the stuff up in the attic and we were bringing home about 300 dollars a week bringing home yikes and then, lord and, and then we were converting that into euros so oh, yeah you do the math on that well, about, about, about what that, that is 15 that six hundred dollars and the fluctuation of the euro, at, when it first came out, when they when they, when they first switched from the D mark to the euro, it was a one for one. But then the, the that gap got bigger. It was bigger terrible bigger bigger. when we were over there. Yeah, it got it bigger and bigger. It was terrible when we were over there. Yeah. So actually, around the time you're talking about, like mid, because the, the the euro took place in January first, two thousand two. So in two thousand two, the gap about a dollar a dollar fifty to a euro. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so, we, were, uh, we were hurting pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Talking, so you're, you're talking, we had talking, no money. Poor, we listen, had that's, no money. That's fifteen thousand six hundred dollars, dollars American dollars a year, or ten thousand four hundred euro. euros. Yeah, 10, 000, twelve thousand euro. Yeah, that's that's yeah. impossible to live on. Yeah. So I mean, the, I mean, the oh, only thing money. was that we didn't have electric bill, we didn't have a water bill. I mean, that's 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 a good thing. We didn't but, we didn't pay rent. You know, yeah. I mean, so, so we, that was... we were just poor. We were just, I mean, <laughs> we were the epitome of white trash. I mean, that was just, the, that was the reality. Well, we, were, yeah. we were white trash and we didn't know it. I mean, like, and the thing is, yeah. I didn't grow up being a rich girl. I mean, I yeah, being a rich girl. I was just a regular girl that I worked through high school. I mean, I paid my own cell phone bill, paid my insurance on my car. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't used to having, like, so but I'm telling you, like to be with him and be over there, it, it just didn't matter. Like it just didn't wow. matter. I, 
and considered it. But we borrowed, <sighs> like, we didn't have a car for two years. Okay. So we borrowed a car from and if he's oh, listening, he's gonna get so tickled. It was the blue the, ox, is what the we call it. The blue ox, that's what I call it. The we blue borrowed ox. a car because we lived eight a... miles off post. So you do the math on that. Okay, so if you know groceries or you know work with Sergeant Humphrey. So thank God they yeah. live there. He rode to work mm-hmm. with him and ride to and from work with him. We would put on rucksacks and we'd walk. Eight wow. to the freaking PX, and I remember That's I right. made like I, I love to cook. I love to cook, and so I'm a Southern cook. And so he was like, "I really want some of those those stew potatoes that you make." And I tried to put them in your rucksack. You go right ahead, but I'm not putting them in mine. So we're not having potatoes. <laughs> Damn, because we had to walk eight miles back, and it, you know I mean, you, it's forty below zero. Yeah, so it was cold. It, I mean, it was just somebody. <clears throat> Pray for us. I think it was was it Stern? Stern gave, gave us, us two bikes. bikes. Yeah, one of them was like shaky. It was way yeah. too big for me. The only one that <laughs> fit me was the shaky bike, and like it had a, a straight handlebar, and the ring in the middle was broken, so you had to pull back against the handlebar to keep it from going all the way through the middle. And so I wrecked on it to get off of it because it was a boy bike anyway. So it was just ridiculous. <laughs> well, hang on. And let me uh, let me flip the track and bring the old school back. And Mike's like leaving me, leaving me on <laughs> yeah. the bike, and I'm back there like having a wreck with my with my army rucksack on. It was like thirty pounds well, heavier than I that's was. That's the only one that you would fit on though, and that's that's the one I had to give you. Yeah, but I didn't. That's I, yeah. Anyway, tell yourself pretty, that. Well, well first of all, wait before we get any further, I'm gonna give pro- uh, Mike props for hitting me with the Montel Jordan. Uh, oh, you heard that. Montel Jordan that, huh? reference. Yeah, of course I picked that up. Yes. Thank you for let throwing me, that in there. Let me flip the track to the bring the old school back. Yeah, you just got to recognize the greatness that you just that's pulled right. off right there. Thank you. That's right, <laughs> Rob. If you're listening, you, the Blue Ox dude. The this Blue Ox. Car, he let us borrow pulled, that. Yes, he like went on leave or something, and we he, were there. No, we stayed no, there. No, he, Went to pre ranger school and he let us borrow it. That's what it was. And yes. it was. It had you holes had, in the side of it that you. If you open the driver door, the little the, uh, the side panel would fall. Yes, it's fall off, so you got to be careful. Door. Not only that, but couldn't open the driver's side door. When you go to the you red light, you let better. Off the gas. That's never right. Let you off keep the your gas. foot on the brake. What do you call that? Something idle. So you were squealing. Squaling tires pulling out of every red light. Pretty much. Yeah. Which was pretty cool in a way. Bad in others. That's funny. Bad. Did that anyway. uh, was that the uh, the car that had the uh like uh Audi. Had a, the Yeah. That's the Audi. Was the Audi. The Audi. The Audi. Audi. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a sky <laughs> blue. Or like Yes. Well it was baby yeah, blue. Yeah. Like, it was baby blue. Green, baby, baby yeah. Some rust I would spots. drive it and I would come up to the <laughs> like to the checkpoints, the barracks and stuff. I would come up to the checkpoints and they would come up to my window. And I was like, and the window wouldn't roll down. And I couldn't open the door. So I'd have to crawl through the passenger side and give them my ID. Jeez. Good days, bro. And Mike was like, he looked at me and he was like, baby, if you will stick with me, promise <laughs> you will never drive anything like this again. I promise. What are you driving now? What are you driving now? Camry, it's loaded mm-hmm. out. It's pimped out. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so was he was, was he was he lying? 
no. Hotline. Get that He's one. Been Took me about 20 been. years. We'll get there. No. Hey, man. No. <laughs> mm. I'll, I'll say this about him. So he has. He, he's drove crap when I drove a brand new vehicle. Mm-hmm. That, that I'll say about my man. He it's puts me in a nice ride. He don't drive a nice ride. He don't. <laughs> he just I thought you, I thought by now Steph would have uh, uh, no, we're bought a Camaro and, and hooked Dude. it up by now. Something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> You'd be surprised, my skates. friend. You'd be surprised. You would. I just we need to get something skates. that gets me from A to B. Yeah, like he's been pulled go. over like with a warning that his tail light is. I was like, yeah, you told me that last week, ball. bro. <laughs> his tail light's been busted out with a golf ball Do for I know years. You? I know you. And we're looking. You pulled me over two weeks ago. Currently, we're looking. To put on the back of the, <laughs> the bumper. Wait, what'd you say? You that's that's where we are. I no. said, currently we are looking for red duct tape oh, to put on the line that, because we don't want to because we don't want to replace it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how cheap we are. You look it up on YouTube; it's easy. You got it, Mike. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> you, there was an issue or or something that you wanted to clear up about the second time, or you know, mm-hmm. the time me and Stamper picked you up from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. So we explained to the reps up. I, I explained my part in this. <clears throat> okay. I explained the part that I can remember. And Brown, his- I don't know if you and I had ever met before then. Had we? No, no. I we don't think not. we had. Here's what they needs were. to happen for the story. Hold on a second now. Yeah. Here's, here's what needs to happen for the story. <laughs> Everybody, shut up. Sabrina, this, this is your time to speak uninterrupted. Nobody interrupt until she is done. Let her speak. <laughs> take take right. it easy on me now. Okay. This is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. All right. So, okay. Anybody that knew Mike knew how he was back then. He was a party boy. He was a, he loved to have a good time. Okay. Home. I, nobody in my family had death in my family. So, when Mike was out in the field, y'all were at, uh, where are we all? Worsburg? No, no, no. Where we y'all? were either. I think we were in. Uh, I think we were in Hollinsfells at this time. If I'm not mistaken, it was, it was 2003. It was Yeah. So one of our and field training so, exercises, 2003. Mm-hmm. One that I couldn't get away from. <clears throat> yeah, unexpectedly, very unexpectedly. My grandmother, who I was to, who I named my daughter after, um, she passed away, and so my mom called me. And she told me, she said, you know, your grandmother's passed away. And she said, we're going to wait for the funeral until you get here. Okay, keep in mind, we have no money. When I say we have no money, we have no, none. Mm -hmm. So I go, I called, um, I actually went to, um, and I said, I need to get in touch with Mike. He's out in the field. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to buy a ticket. I didn't didn't mean thing. And this was before the internet was like red available i mean that sounds so crazy but it was it what oh three two thousand three yeah yeah the i mean it was, it was the days of dial up internet so and i had to go to the post and stand in line and get 30 minutes you know mm-hmm. i mean it was it was just a big and so anyway so i i was devastated i was very very close to my grandma very unexpected 
And so I got in touch with the Red Cross and I sent a message to Mike that my grandma had passed away and whoever was in charge of whatever said, well, it's not his grandmother. Can't yeah. go. <clears throat> That's exactly so, what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Barbara Swiney helped me get a ticket to Red Cross and it was $9 round trip. That have been nine million dollars. I didn't. I, we didn't have it. <laughs> so we nine hundred dollars for me back then. That was an unfathomable, unfathomable yeah. amount of money. Yeah. And so um, then we paid like sixty dollars a month, financed it. So True. I went home. <clears throat> I went home. Uh, I can't even remember now. I think Mike had come back and he took me to the airport. Like, cause it was towards the end of the, yeah. the, so I did. he took me to the airport. Yeah. He took me to the airport and I, I'm devastated. I mean, my heart is just broken and keep in mind, my parents are still not his biggest fan. I mean, like they accept him, but they're still very leery of him. They're not his biggest fan. So mm-hmm. I fly home. They held my grandmother out like nearly a week for me in order for me to get home. I flew 11 hours home. My mom picked me up at the airport. Actually, no. Picked me up at the airport. Drove me three hours to, to home. I got ready. Went to the funeral. I was home for like five days. And he knew I was coming back. And so I had not been able to get in touch with him. We had this phone that could not call me, but I could call him. He could <clears> make <throat> outgoing calls, but I could make ingoing calls. Mm-hmm. So I had called him all week that I was home, had not been able to get in touch with him. And so I didn't want to tell my parents that I could not get in touch with him because they. So yeah, this wouldn't have helped the situation at all. No, not know when I was coming back. Well, I mean, no I knew clue. what day and I thought I knew what time. He didn't know but... what time. He didn't know what place. Well, he, he didn't know nothing. So I'm a nervous wreck because I keep calling, 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 can't get him. And so my mom drops me off in the Nashville airport and I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? He's not going to be there. Here we go. Because she would be mad and I didn't want them to not like him. Yeah, it's a little secret. You got to keep to yourself. You got to keep to yourself. You got to hold me in. I get on my plane thinking maybe it'll work out. 11 hours and I'm devastated absolutely devastated I'm so upset get lo and behold he ain't there so I thought okay so what am I gonna do I don't speak German and I have I have no phone I I got nothing so I sit there for a few minutes I get what am I gonna do what am I gonna do so I sat there for hours, and I, after I sat there for a little while, I did the only thing I knew to do, which was cry. I sat there and cried. <laughs> and cry. finally, this ger- old German man comes up to me because I'm bawling like a baby. I was I was hungry. I was starving to death. So he buys me a Subway sandwich, and oh. he speaks very little. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're probably in transit at this time. Bro. Yeah. No, I sat there for six hours. Six well, hours. Not being yeah. able to get in touch with him. Nothing. 
and what am I gonna do? Like, what am I gonna do? Gonna death. Like I said, no money. I only had the Subway sandwich because this strange German man came up and bought one for me because he felt sorry for me. And so he was tired of watching you cry. Yeah. yeah, it was pitiful. Falling. So anyway, so then somebody else. What what's what's going on? And I told him, I'm my husband. He doesn't know where I'm at. You know, I can't I can't find him. He's a soldier. He's in Schweinfurt. So he shows me the magic of the USO in the airport. Oh, yeah. So we found the USO, and the USO calls, which speaking, they call Schweinfurt base, and they get to Mike where his wife is at that point then mike is in transit huh. actually brown is in transit. In transit. Yeah, so little yeah. did i know yeah. i'm at home at my grandmother's funeral devastated so sad and my husband is on a three-day bender at <laughs> <laughs> <Cirque's laughs> house he showed yeah. with a man i've never met in my life Wearing well, somebody else's clothes, <laughs> ridiculous. First of all, with a beard, and he's not allowed to have a beard, so I knew he was drunk. So it was oh, not a good goodness. day. It, it, was it wasn't. It wasn't a good day. And I'm thinking, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know this man. He introduces me. This is Brown, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit who Brown is. I'm just like, yeah, that's not the food. I did, I did bring, I did bring flowers. I threw I everything I had in him. Yeah, flowers. I beat the shit out of him with those flowers, and I. <laughs> so in the she had last, ever right to. The last podcast, it sounded kind of like he was late picking me up. Didn't know which, <laughs> which. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't how that went down. There for about six hours and had not talked to anybody in a week. And my husband showed up wearing a disco shirt with a beard with a man I've never met driving my car. <laughs> yeah, it, it was I love it. That is something I'll tell you what that is something that I would expect to see in like a movie like The Hangover, you know what I mean? (laughs) It was it was bad. The whole thing is a clusterfuck. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I'm imagining still drunk. He was got home. And so I I went in the apartment and I I know you were because Mm. I forevermore you think Brown, you think (laughs) I let him have it in the airport. I let him have it when we got in in the in the house and he was all Baby, it's okay. I was a true douche. That yeah, it was pretty bad. It was bad. Yeah, and I have I've probably apologized on that probably a thousand times. Well, might want to do it one more time because it's, it's yeah like, i am highly highly sorry for that incident i vividly remember but i I'm vividly remember every detail very much sorry about the person i was at that time so we'll, know. you know anyway it's, anyway that's who i was though. hang on now, was hold the, up hold up did we just do we serena are you after all these years are you accepting that apology i do accept that apology <laughs> okay, after all folks these you years, hear it you hear it right here. He uh, is forgiven on, on for his He's transgressions. Forgiven, <laughs> and, and she can no longer bring it up in future arguments. Oh, That's man. it. 
That's it. The door's Not in shut. arguments, listen, but in conversation. Listen, we can bring that, it up. That bad of, a, of an event, she can bring up bring up any time in our marriage. No, it's expunged. It's expunged from your record, brother. That's pretty rough, man. That was pretty. It rough. was. It was so admit, bad. It, if and she just randomly I smacks you in the head, I'm just like, it. I deserve it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Frankfurt. Let my yeah. friend Macy listen to that, to the podcast, and her and her husband Merle. And he was like, sounds to me like, you know, poor old guy just showed up at the wrong time and you freaked out. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was bad, man, because I, I may have even passed out at the wrong terminal now that I think about it. Anyway, it was bad. It, Man, all, all I know is I was sitting in the, uh, while you were getting chewed out, I'm driving around in circles at the airport, freaking out, because I'm like, man, I'm going to get pulled over. I don't have a license. I'm black in Germany. I don't know how none of this is going to work out. Let me tell you, the sign of an immature woman, I was so mad that I was harebrained. I was completely harebrained. Didn't know what to do. So instead Hang on. of... Sabrina, hold on just a second. Okay, not everybody that listens is Southern. So can you explain what harebrained means? <laughs> um, <Hello>? Harebrained <laughs> means Sorry. that you, you know, like seeing red, like where you have yeah. no sense at all. You have no common yeah. sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like you are completely just gone. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kind of realizing that Sometimes we have to explain military terms, and then we also should explain southern terms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's southern <laughs> terms, and then there's Belmont, Mississippi terms. Oh, I it's bet a whole you. different I bet thing. You. I bet you. I bet They're you some of the shit y'all say down in Mississippi, same. some of the shit y'all say down in Mississippi and Alabama has got to be a whole different yeah. ball game from things it's we say up here in North Arkansas. Yeah, hold it. Yeah, and it it sounds like a completely different language to me. So I'm it is like, a different language. Nodding and smiling, that's hilarious. Sure, <laughs> yeah. it's like being back in Germany again. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> no, no, I get it, man. I, I got family in the south. I know what's up. Okay, me? so no, no. Well, you and everyone else. So mm-hmm. now it's getting serious. All right, we're gonna move on. You know, Steph's <laughs> going to war. It's a it's yeah. going to happen. He's leaving for Iraq soon. What's going on in your head? And I'm, I, um, so the first thing that comes to my mind, he went to pre-ranger school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right after we got married, he went to pre which was like a major dream of his. And I'm so freaking proud. I'm like, my husband's going to pre-ranger school. I mean, he, he's a badass. I mean, he's, he's the, so I'm, I'm so proud of him. So he goes to pre and right before y'all went to Iraq, which was like, what, 12 months? It was 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, they told him that if he would extend, because his, his, his actual contract was up just like a month or two after y'all got home. And um, they told him if he would extend, he'd get to go to ranger school. And that oh, was kind of the, okay. yeah, they kind of dangled the carrot in front of I knew in my heart that's what he wanted to do. And so I just, I didn't say anything. Like, I remember sitting in our bathtub in Germany and sitting there and crying and crying and crying and crying. Okay, he's going to war. He's going to be gone for 12 months. And then when he comes back, he's going to be gone for, say, six months. 
what is what is pre range? What is well, Ranger ra- School? Ra- Ranger, Ranger School is a, about two months. Yeah, two months. Okay. But but for me, with that, that though, here. yeah. Well, and, and with that though, like depending on how well he does, he can get walk ons to other schools down at Fort Benning. So he could have potentially been gone longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I was devastated. Won't lie, I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. Um, but now keep in mind, at the time, I old newlywed who thanks her husband and I just wanted to be with him every waking second. And I mean, that's a hard place to be. I mean, that's a very hard place to be. It's hard to have Especially perspective. Especially in a new country. Yes. yes. And it's, it's hard to have perspective. Now being, looking back, I regret being so emotional because I feel like, which I, I feel like we're, where we're supposed to be i really really do i don't regret anything that's happened in the last 19 years i really feel emotional because i feel like he might have made different decisions because i think he's taken my feelings into into account because i was devastated i mean i couldn't stand the thoughts of being without him for a year for 12 months i mean i, I couldn't stand it yeah. i mean it and it's was, not like he was, was just, going it's not like he was going camping either. It was no, for and some at the pretty time, serious reasons. Or like, or time, like, uh, um, I've got friends that, that their husbands are on deployment right now, but they can talk to them every they have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. They can talk yeah. every single day. And when you guys were over there, there was no, there was nothing. We wrote letters, paper letters. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of emails, you know, while y'all were gone. And I remember very vividly, um, Colonel Dragon. Do y'all remember him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dragoon. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I remember his name. I just remember his name because I was asked to babysit for them a couple of times when we were in Germany. I just remember his name because I thought it was a cool name. Mm-hmm. And I, that name really stuck out to me. It was a memorable name. There, I don't know if y'all remember this. There was a, an engineer from Mississippi that he um he was he was kidnapped while he was over there on like a contract assignment he was like a he was just an engineer do y'all remember that by any chance in, in iraq yeah in iraq um was it before we got over there or while we were there because i know there was while a... y'all were there. it was okay. while y'all were <clears throat> this engineer from mississippi it was on i mean it was on local news national news but it was a big deal on local news so he had gotten kidnapped while he was over there, and it was like a ransom type deal. Well, anyway, so there was a convoy of Bradleys coming across the um, <clears throat> coming across the desert, and somehow or another, this particular engineer had gotten loose from the people that were holding him captive, and ran towards the convoy. Of I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, that. Yeah. yeah. So Colonel Dragon was over the particular battalion or whatever of that that was going through and he was on the news dragon was on the news and oh, i knew where know mike that. was yeah i knew where mike was because i knew that name and so i knew he was okay i knew i knew the area was because i hadn't heard from him and it was like three months that i hadn't heard from him i didn't know if he was alive wow. or dead I didn't, I didn't know anything yeah and so that's so, how and, and- different things are now yeah, no, I was gonna say for, for, for folks listening, man. So back then, so like early, 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 
OIF and OEF. Um, when you're deployed, so we, you know, cell phones, we, we didn't have smartphones. Everything was a flip phone. So we didn't have cell phones, right? That wasn't a thing over there. We didn't deploy with our phones. As a matter of fact, we had to turn them in. Like we had to like put them, pack them away or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Turn them off, take the SIM card out. We weren't allowed to use them. It wasn't a thing. So the, our only means of communication back home was <clears throat> email, writing letters, like, like Sabrina said, writing paper letters, or um, you could go buy minutes. You, we, we could purchase minutes with our money that we were making. And we talked about this before. Like, you know, as in, at, at the time, I was in E4 with, with three years in when we got over there. So I was looking at making it like maybe $24,000, dollars for that year. That's with combat pay, tax-free, hazard duty pay, all that bullshit. So here I am making $25,000 a year to be in combat. And on top of that, I have to pay for minutes to call home to let them know Brad, that I'm okay. Which is crazy. And on top of that, um, you know, if, if, if somebody should die in our area of operations, then we go blackout. So all means of uh, uh, electronic communications are shut off. So comparatively, compare that to today or in the last, I would say, five, ten years, um, soldiers are deploying, military people are deploying with their phones. They are connected to Wi-Fi. A buddy of yeah. mine deployed, and the yeah. first correspondence I got from him was a Snapchat. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's night and day. And so, you know, and, and especially being fairly newlyweds and, you know, being in a, a, an environment that you're not familiar with. Um, and then all the troubles that come, come along with being a newlywed and, and Mike newlywed. being a new soldier. I mean, that's just, that is like, you guys are kind of an anomaly for, for still being married. Not going to lie because you, you guys from in the beginning you talk about like, you know, not having any money, living in like shitty situations, have not having a bed, not having a furniture, um, and then having to deal with us constantly going to the field for training, and then us it was deploying to combat like every other month. Mm-hmm. Every forty-five days, y'all were gone for <clears throat> about a month. Something uh, I mean, like that. Yeah, we were we were gone a lot, and occasionally we would have like a weekend thing where we'd have to go to graph, or you know, we'd be gone for two weeks here or there, or we'd be gone for thirty days, or whatever it was. It, we were gone a lot of two thousand and three, but so yeah. then, so then you're going through all this stuff as a newlywed in a foreign country, and, and, and like you've said before, you are from BFE Mississippi. Ain't no, ain't nobody yes. in, in America heard of Mississippi. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so you're from Mississippi and then you're now you're in Germany and you don't even yeah. speak German. You, you barely speak English. You know what I mean? I barely <laughs> speak Mississippi. Yeah. I speak Mississippi. I so, Mississippi. I'm saying I'm saying all this stuff to say that like the resiliency between you guys, <laughs> the 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 drive to want to make it work, the understanding that like that you guys are in this together. And it's like you said, sometimes the want to isn't always there. Yeah. Sure. And For and sure. you guys, you guys had it rough from right off the bat, right off the get go, you know? And, uh, well, I'll tell you this, we, you know, we, in, in several years ago, probably 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you know, we kind of had a rough patch and I mean, everybody does any, any couple that's been married for any length of time, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If if you say you don't go through at least one rough patch, I mean you're a liar. I mean that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. I mean you're a Absolutely. liar. I mean we a rough patch, and you know it was it was to the point that you know you throw in the towel or you or you dig deep. You know I mean that's 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 where we were. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you this: stuff we went through in Germany is what anchored me 
to, you know, it did better. This is what I kept. This, this was my grounding. Um, is it didn't matter what we, we faced, what we went through. If we didn't make it, if if he and I did not make it, nobody would have ever shared the things. Like if, if I ended up being with somebody else in the future, we would have never shared the things that Mike and I had shared. We would, I would have never had somebody that, that wrote me a ridiculous poem set it on the top of the of the of the of the um Lenin Tower of Pisa, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean he wrote me a poem that was ridiculous, but it was great. He re- and he read it to me on the top of the Lenin Tower of Pisa. You know, wow. I mean, like we we had those things, and we we were in we were in Italy together. We did all these things together. We we slept in an army cot together with with a poncho liner, you know. We did all these things together, and either if I if we didn't make it, I was never going to have that with anybody else, you know. And if if Stern like Ron Stern, like I wish so that we were still in contact with him because I loved him so much. Oh my goodness, I loved him so much. He was a good guy. He was such a big part of our lives then. Um, um, but we you know went to Italy with him and. The things that we did, and the things that we did when we went through Austria, and you know, I mean, sleeping in our cars and just all the stuff that we, it, it it wouldn't matter. I would never have that for anybody else. And so that the dig date for me when we yeah. were when we were in a hot spot that it was like you know either sink or swim. It was like, do you want to let go of these things and just settle for ordinary, or do you want the extraordinary? You know, I mean, that's our Germany experience is what grounded me. Yeah. Hey, seriously, I don't know what I was going to say. I had to jump over to my neighbors real quick, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're talking mad shit about you. Yeah, I think it's going to be that way. But now we got an elderly couple. <laughs> anyway, when they call, we got to we got to jump. But anyway, um, uh, if if man, every like newlywed couple, um. Should I don't know, man. It, it was the greatest experience for us. It was, it was, it was Best a bad. Time. Sometimes it was, it was, sometimes it was bad experiences. Bad. But for the most part, yes, it, it was, was. My life. We grew. One hundred percent. I can. I'll be put it this way. I'll, I'll put it this way. If we had not had that time in our marriage, we wouldn't have made it. We may not have made it through some of the other times that we hey, went through later. We wouldn't have made it. I'm gonna tell you that right. Because yeah, I wouldn't have been able to hold on. I can. Yeah, had we I can not say had that. that extraordinary experience that exactly. was exclusive to me and him, we would not have made it. So where? So where are we at? Where are we at? What, so uh, would you guys say? And this is just me kind of like trying to piece all this together in my brain case. Would you guys say that it was the best of times? It was the worst of times. It yes. was the age of wisdom. It was yes. the age of foolishness. It was the a the epic of belief. Um, it was yes. the epic of uh, incredulity. Um, it was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope, and it was the winter of despair. Would you would would, nice. would you say that kind of summarizes everything? It's, it's nice. 
Where in the hell are you getting put, this? Put that on the card, bro. So, uh, are well, you reading it, this? Off, are you reading this off a card? Is this some Hallmark shit? No, nah, man. It's, 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 it's Hallmark. It's, it's Charles Dickens, man. Okay, I gotta read. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, man. Tale of Two Cities. Best of times is the worst. Tell you that's on Hallmark Cred- card. The, uh, that and the credibility. Credibility. Yeah. All right. All right. Big word. That's a hard word. That's, that's, big that's word. my boy. Incredulity. All right. Yeah. Incredulity. Yeah. All right. Big words. That's so, awesome, man. So where, I just fucking shed a tear over here. So where are we at? Where, where y'all at right now? Okay. Well, well we're in Iraq, and, and Sabrina's back in Germany. Oh, wow. Actually, actually, Sabrina, I don't know if you said <laughs> where where. So did, when we deployed, did you stay in Germany the whole time, or did you go back I, home? I did not. I came home. I yeah. came home. I tried you. to be a big girl, and I was gonna stay. And then hell no, man, go home. I just couldn't. <laughs> um, so I came home, and I got a job. And I, I actually I got two jobs. I cleaned houses. Uh-huh. I cleaned. I cleaned and I worked, yeah, I had three jobs. I worked at Ann Taylor Loft in the mall. And then I also, yeah, I worked at Little's Jewelers in the mall. And I went to school at night. And, and a house full of furniture. And that's what I did. I just stayed busy. Busy the whole time so he was gone. While you were home and we're deployed. And, you know, so we're, we're deployed to Iraq. We're in the middle of, you know, the ship. Two questions, actually. The first one, did the opinion uh, that your parents had uh, of Mike, did it change while we were deployed or were they, did they kind of back off from their opinions? Oh, they were, they were very, very supportive of Mm -hmm. Mike during that time. I mean, they were, they were extremely supportive. And I mean, after we got married, I mean, they were very, they were very, Parted, but they were very mm-hmm. supportive. Man, that's um, good. That's this good fucking. That's just good. Parents, oh, that's, you know what I mean. That's that family, bro. I mean, that's her family. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 we they believe stick, in marriage, and they they wanted us to they wanted us to be successful, and we were yeah, married, yeah. and they wanted us to do what it took to make it work, and so they were. Yeah, they were guarded. I mean, they they yeah. didn't hundred percent trust him, but they they wanted they wanted us to. They Water. they looked at it they looked at it in, in 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 terms of reality and said well we're here now so yeah let's, for let's, real let's, yeah let's figure and it out together my, as, as a my family. My dad is like my my mom and dad both are avid patriots and I mean they believe always I mean you know mm-hmm. proud to be an American you know I mean we we are very yeah. so you know we we were also super proud of him. Well, I got so whatever man, it took. I mean, that's 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 real big on on your parents. You know what I mean? Like that's that takes a lot, especially when it comes to like your little girl. You know what I'm saying? She's she's dating this uh, rapscallion, as Tyree would put it. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And 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 now this rapscallion is deployed to Iraq, and you have to switch gears. And you have to say, man, listen, we got we got to set our own personal shit aside and support this guy while going through um, what I assume most you know, Americans, civilians back home think is, you know, like, and it is like true to life fucking combat, the kind of shit you see in movies, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, hard times, you know? And so that, that's really good to hear, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Honestly, it sounds like it, man, like Mike, Sabrina might have saved your ass, man. I know it, bro. I'm telling you. Might have, Mike, Sabrina saved your ass. You don't have to tell me, bro. You don't she have needs, to tell me. She needs to be wearing a damn cape, and you need I to be agree. like. I agree. I think yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stitch her one of those. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I, 
I'm gonna tell you right now that um yeah, I mean her parents, dude. Yeah. You know, with my parents, they they came, they drove three hours away on R and R to come meet me, saw me for about I don't know, hour and a half. Twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and went back home. Then they even came back. They even rode back with us to send me off. Who on is R and R? Her parents. My her parents. Family. Yes, her parents. And uh, I mean, with my parents, I mean the whole family. I mean, just yeah, yeah my yeah. parents and their parent, her parents, and but I mean they came, and that just, I mean that just yeah. shows me. That like I said, lot, the, man. that first podcast, man. I mean, it's well, just a I'll heck say of a this: regardless of prior failings that they had, I mean, <clears throat> we're believers in marriage. I mean, we we're believers in commitment. Yeah, and I mean, you stick it out at all costs. You know, I mean, I know there's sometimes, yeah, I know that there's sometimes it it can't be. I mean, believe me, I know that more than anybody on the planet. I understand that. But if you can, like that, that's what I was raised to believe. you 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 made a covenant. It's not just a commitment. It's a covenant. And a covenant means that you do it whether you want to. And so there's been, I don't want to protract this image that we've always been this blissfully happy couple. We, I mean, that's not, that's not the truth. I mean, we haven't been. There's well, these seasons that we have not been. It's like you said we, earlier. If, if, you, if you're a couple and you're saying that you've been blissfully happy, you're You're lying. Time, you're, you're a damn lying. liar. Yep. <laughs> hey, and thank you. Thank you for being open and honest about that because a lot of people yeah. just assume like, hey. They you don't know, talk about that kind of I stuff. Am. I can tell you something that's about Sabrina Stamper. You're, you're going to get the full effect. You're going to get that. the truth. The good, bad, and the ugly. And I mean, that's that's what our relationship has been. It's, it's been the good, bad, and the ugly. We were children when we married. I would die. I've got a 15-year-old daughter. I would she got married. when she If she was 19 in four years from now, <laughs> I would die. Gone to Germany. She did. Isn't that crazy? Like uh, a kid is around the same age when uh, things start changing for you, right? Oh my gosh! Not gonna happen, bro. She's almost (laughs) the age I was when I met Mike. Seriously, she is. And it's just—I can't wait to see the guy that steps up to that plate. Listen, I have a video. I have a video of trash at the apartment in North at Northeast. Talking about when he had a daughter someday, how he would know that she was marrying the right guy, just like him. Oh, oh man, that is awesome. we better hope to goodness that guy don't step foot oh. on my front porch. Hey, watch, watch that guy, watch that guy pull up in a, in a, in a white Grand Am or whatever that was with his t top. I can off. promise you, that, his hat promise you that this he... guy right here will walk out and put it right back in reverse. <laughs> no, man, no, he's gonna see you out there, you know, and, and, and see you and give you sub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sub. it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's just say, yeah. Uh, yeah, he won't make it past the the doorstep. <laughs> yeah, All right, but we'll, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. It is what Still, it is, and uh, yeah. you know, I made I made my words, but I don't know yeah. right now at this stage of life. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. okay. So, hey, so, 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 hang on. Oh, go, go ahead, Tyree. No, go ahead. Why well, second question? Go ahead, Tyree. No, go for it. So my second. <laughs> no, you go. For it. <laughs> no, you know, you, you go for it. <laughs> I'm trying to you know, keep this thing on the tracks, man. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. So my second question, though, my second Side question, <laughs> over here. Go ahead. My second question, though, uh, 
Sabrina, so so while we were deployed, I know that whenever I would, you know, whenever I would write home to my parents, right, I, I emailed my mom. Matter of fact, she just gave me a copy of all of the emails that I ever sent her while we were deployed. And um, yes, and uh, <clears throat> I lied. <laughs> I flat out lied to my mom about the shit that we were doing. Like, I remember there's one email she asked me. She's like, in this one, you said you were up at a guard tower and just minding your own business and nothing happened. A super boring day. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's not what happened that day at all. Um, and, it, you know, and, you know, so I, I flat out lied to him because I was not telling my mom or anybody back home. This year well, for two reasons. That. Yeah. Yeah. For two reasons. Obviously, for, you know, OPSEC, operational security, we don't relay that kind of information anyway, but also because I don't want my family to worry about shit. Now, right. with with, you know, so with that in mind or with that being said. What type of correspondence were you able to get from Mike? You know, I only got, honestly, before R&R, he came home two, two weeks in R&R. And I, I'm telling you, we, we did not communicate hardly at all. We had, mm-hmm. I had just a handful of emails and he would tell me in retrospect, you know, we went out and he would tell me we had a, a firefight or whatever you know he would tell me in retrospect you know what had happened but I never got any or any current information you know nothing like that and it was very brief messages and less than 10 calls in a year I mean I I don't know if it was even close to 10 yeah you know I mean it, it, it was mainly emails. Incredible. For it the was mainly emails. It was letters. Letters. Um, yeah, still it, letters. The letters didn't have really anything to do with deployment situation. It was just like personal, and yeah. so it was, it was a it was such a strange time in my life, and I felt like I was frozen in time. You know, I, I felt oh, I like it. It was just the oddest thing, and I remember I. Was, and I remember a girl that she was she was not a nice person that I worked with and she was very jealous very very controlling she was the manager of the place that I worked at very very jealous girl and he called me and he called evidently had time to call my home and my mom said she's at work you can call her at work and so work he hung up and turned around call me at work and she put him on hold mm. in the in the place where I, and when I got on the phone it had been several minutes had gone by you know he only had like say 20 minutes mm-hmm. babe I'm sorry I gotta go he was like I, you know I don't have any more time he's like I just want to tell you I love you and I'm gonna tell you I quit after that like it, it, it was a it was a really really big mm. deal and I was devastated <sighs> heard his voice in months you know you think you you think about this man like so we're deployed we're we're fighting we're we're busy every day we're doing something right the war had just started yeah we are constantly going and then you have to leave you know leave germany you're just you're just now getting kind of used to germany now you got to come back home you know go back to mississippi and and now you're like, like you said, frozen in time and trying to like not, I'm, I'm sure there, you know, I'm sure there were several 
several moments where you're just where you, where you can't contain it but like you're trying to contain you're trying to compartmentalize like what i talked about uh in in a previous episode where you kind of just like you 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 you, you set it aside in your in your mind two different you, lives yeah you know? it's like two different lives you live this life this normal life and you live this life you're a military spouse you know i mean it's mm-hmm. like it's like two completely different that's the only way yeah. to survive it it's true and that and that was that's that's true for us while we're deployed it, it really is you have to be you have to be you have to live these two different lives you have to be this human being you know you have to remember who you are your name you know whatever but you also have to be this stone cold uh willing to do what it takes to get the job done uh soldier on deployment in combat yeah a lot of people don't seem to understand that um no they don't no they don't all right so stamper's coming home Woo! yeah <laughs> we land back in hey. germany oh. the war's over for us still got the video i'm gonna send to you bro of us on the c-130 i got it shoot it to me i got uh, it sabrina what's going on in your head as he's oh returning? my goodness so... did you know did you know when well a certain time we were talking at the same time, and um, so I was so pumped. And so I had been working all these jobs and doing all this, been saving everything he had made and made like paid the house we bought. And, like I was trying to do all these big responsible adult things. And so I went and I, I <laughs> bought all this like lingerie and stuff. So I'm oh, so excited man. that he's coming home. <laughs> and so he's going, he's going <laughs> back to Germany. And so like I spent like a week planning like what I'm going to wear, like what am I going to wear when he, you know, when he comes home. So I bought like this, this is so ridiculous. This is maybe like PG-13 podcast. But anyway, so I bought this. <laughs> I'm going to because that's who I am. Wow. Anyway, so I is. bought this like this like wristy naughty thing, and so I bought jeans to go over, and then I bought a coat because it was because it was cold. It's cold over there. So anyway, so I have on like this naughty thing, this this like teddy thing, and so these jeans and this big long coat, and I still have wet hair. And next thing I know, he's knocking on the door. Like we were gonna go. Y'all yeah, that's why I told me. y'all about the uh, yeah. We're gonna. The- drop call Krista, Krista Humphrey and I were gonna go because she lived in the same apartment building as we did and she had come pick me up at the airport two days prior to that and so clean and getting everything all perfect for him to come home so she was gonna come pick me up and we were gonna go to this ceremony so I've got on this naughty and blue jeans and heels and wet hair and so I'm not and I'm like, well, she's early, freaking hey, she's early. So I go to the door, and there, and I was like, Damn. what the crap? So it was something out of the I'm freaking like, notebook. I, I mean, it was like it was like a movie. <laughs> and so I'm, I, it was, I was so nervous. Like he's not seen me in a year, and there oh, I, I am, shaking, wet bro. hair. <clears throat> you know, I mean, like it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was well, crazy. You know, that- that's something that Mike talked about, you know, in, in the episode we did with, with him, where you know it kind of felt like y'all, y'all were still dating because y'all didn't really. It get a felt like that the whole the time we were in Germany yeah. because he was gone, like basically five to six months out of the year that we were over there together. So we were always like honeymooning 
you know uh-huh. I mean it was it uh-huh. was just crazy and we didn't have kids I mean it was just me and him and so it was it was the best experience like I would I wouldn't trade it for anything and that's what I'm saying like when we were when we were up against it and faced with a decision do we throw in the towel or do we hang in there and dig deep I mean there was no other option for me else could what we had together wow that's incredible the way uh, everything kind of works itself out yeah (laughs) The no, absolutely. Over for, for you, for you guys. I think uh, a little bit after this, you guys are headed back to the states. Mm, Stab, we didn't, yeah. didn't, did you did you sign that contract to stick around, or was that it? That was it, bro. Was it. Um, I had to do. I signed up for three years, and then of course you get the man's partnership. You got to go five months. Yeah, whenever you bring your wife over, bring your mm-hmm. spouse over, you have to uh, extend five months. So basically, three and a half years. Contract came up. Yeah, got out. I like I told y'all on that last one. Uh, you know, walking away from the gazebo after the uh, little ceremony that we had with the little beer signs, mm-hmm. and uh, Sergeant Baggett, you know, running me down and just saying, "Man, that's it." You know, but you know, you're you're so caught up at that young of an age and leaving that type of experience. You're just kind of like, you know, I'm just I'm just I'm ready to do something else. Da 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 da. Fast forward 20 years later, and you're like, dang, young, man. Mm-hmm. What an experience. Because here we are yeah. 20, you know, here we are this many years later and still able to talk about it. But not only still able to talk about it, but also to kind of reminisce to where the memories just start flooding your mind. And you start saying, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a part of something. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm a part of something that I'm never going to. This gonna... is my special time of my life. Yeah, one hundred percent. Most special. I mean, I'm a mom of three, and and, and it, it's the most special time of my life. And I told him he said something about he wished we had looked at some of our old letters right before yeah, we started this. He cool. said it so we could be fresh on memories. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I'm a dental hygienist, <laughs> so I talk all day long. That's what I do. <laughs> Mike says that he thinks that I chose this position because I have a captive audience, and he might be true because I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> but um so I talk about it all the time. My boss at in Corinth, the Dr. McQueen, he says that he's heard my story so many times he could scream. But I talk about Germany experiences all day long. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Because it's just it's the it's just the most special thing in my life and I wouldn't trade it for anything. <clears throat> and I'm just I'm so thankful for wanna, it. As I hard as say, it was. I wanna say, um, from from the bottom of my heart, with the most sincerity um and i and i say this with love i hate y'all <laughs> Jeez. well i'm gonna tell you As something a... johnson we love you and i'm gonna tell you what you might be surprised here before too long, just we say... might just come visit arkansas you you know, you now, you know, i don't know you if y'all follow me on social wrong. media I will. we are goers, we are goers yeah. Like, yeah. I... hey and i can promise which, you arkansas is not as far as new york city yeah no i was just no, i was just gonna say I don't. I don't mean the H. I don't mean the H word. I don't hate y'all. I'm just jealous as fuck. Uh, but I do. Uh, if y'all come to Arkansas, man, let me know. I'm in Northwest Arkansas. I live in Lincoln. Dude, the only reason um, we're going to come to Arkansas is because of you. And for real, well, I told Mike, I need I to, like, honestly. I said, I yeah. said, we'll go. You know, I'll go. It I mean, will so give me twenty. <clears throat> I'm gone. There you go. 
Well, I need, I need a little bit more time so I can tell my my job. But you know what I mean. But uh, I, no, hell no. You know what? You know what I would love to do. How far? Uh, you know, I mean, we need to plan this on the podcast. But like, how far are y'all from Nashville? Three hours. Yeah, we got oh, Nashville. All the time. Two hours, forty-five minutes. Yeah, I'm eight hours. Dude, I went and... to. We went to. I, he I went to school in Nashville. In Nashville, yeah. Belmont University. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm eight hours, but I fucking love Nashville, man. Nashville, Nashville school, man. Nashville. Nashville. Beautiful, uh, beautiful city. <laughs> four hours flight. I could yeah, about a four hour flight. Nashville. Yeah. We know Nashville. So uh, I'm I'm, I'm that saying ticket for no I'm sound. saying right here now. <laughs> yeah, Tyree, if you buy you a damn ticket to Nashville, I'll drive my car over there or my Jeep, whatever, or I'll walk. I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> and y'all y'all get there however y'all get there, and let's go to Nashville. Because I feel like, man, Tyree, you ever been to Nashville? Yes, I have. It's a beautiful I love that fucking city, man. Nashville's great. Yeah. Nashville's great. We know yeah. Nashville. Yes. Um, yeah. But I was, I was going to say, I kind of I want to hear, I know we talked about it with Mike, but I kind of want to hear um, uh, your take on your, your guys' trip to, to New York City. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's great, man. We you always hear how people talk about like southern hospitality and how people are so mm-hmm. nice. And I'm gonna tell you what, what I met some of the freaking nicest people like in New York City and Boston. I, I yeah, zero percent chance these guys would ever get this podcast. But the two guys, like the man, <laughs> hey now, get, give manager, us more than that. Jeez, they might be Edison listening. Hotel, <laughs> the Edison Hotel, hotel. In New York Hotel City Edison. on Times Square. Times oh, Square. my goodness, man. We're tagging it. I, I was standing there. I was tagging in it, man. They were I'm great. telling you, it was, they it was the, love it. It was the bellboy and the and the manager of the hotel. So Mike is going to get the car. Oh, the bellboy. Because we're cheapskates. <clears throat> and we parked we, like a mile away from the hotel because we get up there and they were like, it's $75 a night to park. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? We're on a budget Dang. here. This, hey, hey. Let me, let me throw something in on that. He gave the the statement when I said that. I said seventy five dollars. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. I was like, hey, you wow. know what? I'll pay seventy five dollars for that right there. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so, there it is. so we we part. So he went place. It was like give it gave a discount if we stayed in Hotel Edison. It was like fifty dollars a night, fifty something dollars a night. So we were like, well, we can walk for, for 25 bucks. I mean, we can walk. We're cheapskates. <laughs> and so he parked the car like a mile from the hotel. So I'm standing down there, and I'm like, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know what New York etiquette is. I mean, I know what Miss Etiquette is. So I'm standing there with all my luggage. I'm like, how you doing? What's, what's up? <laughs> so the guy's me. He looks at me, and he's like, me crossways, and he's like, you know, hey, you know, how, how are you? And he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Mississippi. Where, where are you from? from? Yeah. And so, anyway, so me and him struck up this big conversation. This freaking nicest guy. Oh, my goodness. He showed me pictures of his grandkids. Yeah. I know all about his kids, his grandkids. He's got two little grandbabies that are just precious. One of them looks like freaking Charlie Temple. Got these curly curly hair. And so, anyway, so you I'm remember, telling him you about remember, You remember his name? You remember his name? I do not remember his name yeah. i wish i did remember his name I, so I, then the general manager of the hotel comes up and he's like man this girl's from mississippi and he's he, he looks at me 
What the hell? Stop it. What are you doing? Like Moss digging in the cooler. Oh, I'm out. He's, yeah. like, he's like, what are you... He's like, what are you talking? He's like, what? You can't talk like that up here. He's like, it's our weakness. He was like, it's our weakness. You yeah. can't talk like that yeah. up here. I was, like, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, like, we love it. So everybody, everybody was nasty, y'all, because here you are. Yeah. Fucking BFB, Mississippi. Where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Beaumont, Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> See, so if I didn't Boston. know y'all, I would have grabbed my, my purse and scooted away from the crazy. So yeah, so crazy people. West Coast, West Coast, Boston. completely different. We and this guy, like, we walked in this place, and evidently it was like that. It was like a coffee shop in Boston, but it had like a gift shop and a coffee shop attached to it. And yeah. the guy was like, he was like, he was cool. I, I, I said, I said, I just want water. And he was like, Oh my God, where are you from? And I said, we're from Mississippi. And I said, my husband's from Alabama. And he was like, you know, we're y'all in town for baseball. And I was like, no, we're football people. I was like, we we real tied. And he oh. said, we, anyway, we just got to start talking about, like, you know, our Bama boys and stuff like that. He gets so tickled. He's like, you got to have a Boston cream pie. He's like, it's on me. Yeah. Boston cream Maybe. pie on me. And I was like, man, man, those people from the north, are, they're <laughs> freaking awesome. Oh, awesome. awesome. Only because y'all from the Stone deep Vermont. south, man. We're in Stowe, Vermont. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're in Stowe, Vermont. And the Go owner to Stowe, Vermont, this, guys. Um, this restaurant. Vermont. Oh, my gosh. He was like a, it was like the number one place on Yelp. It was like a, we, we always Google like the local places. I want a mom and pop restaurant mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. all cooks the, the business. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I want. And yeah. so this guy, he was like the owner of the, of the breakfast place. And so there and we ordered and he's like you gotta have such and such and so he brings us this extra plate of stuff he's like it's on me it's and so we end up he stands over there talks to us forever and we tell him about the trip we're on we got 10 days and no itinerary we just got in the car and drove we got a tent and a blow-up mattress we we got literally we went we, we had two thousand dollars for 10 days we had two in an envelope <laughs> cash yeah Run out of time and, or money, we go home. We came home with nineteen dollars after ten days. So right. <laughs> so I got a question for you then. I got a question for you then. So I know you talked about uh, about five years ago or so. Y'all through 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 some more trials. Was yeah. was was planning stuff like this a part of the fix? Actually, this has kind of always been who I this am. But this goes yeah. back. This goes back all the way to Germany. Um, mm. We went when we couldn't afford it. We went and we slept in our car and we went. I, I've just always been a goer. I, I, yeah. I'm not a real material And so I want the experience. I, I'd rather have the experience than the stuff. And yeah. so that's just always kind of been who I am. And this has been, so Mike and I, 11 years ago, we had, we went through a really, really hard time. And we, it, like I said, we were up against the decision. It was either you dig deep or you call it quits. And yeah. so we chose to dig deep and I'm so thankful. I'm so, so thankful. But um, um, we, about, let's say about five or six years ago, we started this tradition that in the fall, we had a just us trip. Because we have three kids. We have a 15-year-old, yeah. 11-year-old, and 8-year-old. And, I mean, we have, we have amazing kids. Anybody that, anybody that has ever been around them for 30 minutes can tell you they, they are incredible kids. They're very well-behaved, very respectful. They're, they're incredible kids. 
kids. I mean, they're kids. Mm-hmm. They demand a lot. They take a yeah, lot they're annoying. from the relationship. I mean, they're that's just their kids. Potatoes. They're yeah, annoying. Yeah, they're kids. And they, I mean, they just get them away from me. The life. Yeah, I mean, they they do. And Parasites. so, uh, and so we like decided about five or six <laughs> years ago that <laughs> we awesome. were going to do this thing. That we were going to do this thing. That we were going to do uh, a, a you and I trip. We go on a seven to ten day trip, and I think it's getting longer every year. But mm-hmm. we do things that are off the grid and that are very cheap, very economical. And we, um, if we you, just go just man ham. Holly, if you if you guys, I swear to God, if you guys don't start your own uh, blog or video, uh, <laughs> like a vlog or your own podcast, because oh man, I, mean, I listen. Yeah, I wish, hell yeah, I would too. I wish because we, listen, wish we no, felt as interesting as you, as y'all do. Because no, 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 it is. Know. It's a thing, man. It's it, especially with like, I'm, I'm and and I hate to like play on this because um you know it, it is what it is. But like the way the way y'all talk, right? The fact that you are southern is all hell, um, and the <laughs> fact that you guys have gone through it, like your guys's fucking story is legit, man. Like it's a story that I think not just. Uh, military, uh, not just not just couples in the military could learn from. Just fucking couples in general could learn from. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, like the, the, the how y'all are traveling, balling on a budget, going here and going there, and how how and in your interactions when you go to these places, because you go to these places, you hear these stories about the Big Apple and about how like New York City is this or that, or Boston is this and that. But you go there with none of that in mind, and you're just you. Yeah, I mean, people would love to hear that shit, man. I swear, I swear, y'all ought to, y'all ought to do that. I have to try. Yeah, Never know. you guys should. And uh, on that note, I'm gonna shut this thing down because I feel like we could keep going for a few oh, more hours. But <laughs> you know, we, we gotta keep save, going. We, we gotta save keep some going of those one day. Stories. Yeah, we gotta you. save some of those stories for the future. But Sabrina and Mike, thank you guys for coming on. Hell yeah, man! It is oh, awesome to hear y'all. you two That's together. So much fun. Yeah, uh, we did to believe us. Believe yeah. me, anyway. Yeah, no, uh, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> him as well. He, he, he speaks for both of us. Yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, so, like, listen, share. Um, I'm gonna hit you guys up and ask you a question about what you think the name of this episode should be, and who you would like to hear on our next show. But anyway, okay. uh, thank you for listening. To, um, before I forget, hang on. Before before we go. Uh, Sabrina, since this is your episode, um, <laughs> do you have do you have anything that you want to say? Any closing remarks? You got eight seconds. Oh my god! Just, I'm so thankful for the military and for the experience and for all you guys. Like, man, I love y'all. I feel like y'all are just as much my family as my, my girl. I mean, truly, I, I, <laughs> absolutely. I really well put, do. All right. y'all guys, I love y'all. Absolutely, right. well put. Love y'all, brothers. Love you guys, and on that note, once again, thank you for listening to Before I Forget.